From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. A group of people from Syracuse recently traveled to Ecuador, where they helped to improve the lives of people living with disabilities. Here with me in the HealthLink on Air studio to tell about the trip are physical therapist Aaron Wentz from Upstate and adaptive design program coordinator Connor McGow from the nonprofit community organization Arise. Welcome to both of you. Thank you for having us. Glad to be here. Let's begin uh, with a description of what adaptive design is. Connor? So adaptive design is creative problem solving in action. So what we're doing is we're developing uh, these adaptive products for individuals with disabilities, um, but we're building it out of everyday items readily available that are low cost. Um, So things that could be found at your uh, local hardware store, Um, and are really able to be found kind of all over the world, uh, which is the really interesting part. Um, These aren't pieces made from real expensive uh, equipment or materials, Um, and and it's all primarily hand-built. We do some uh, computer work, but it's a lot of hand-building, and it's working with individuals um, and addressing their needs specifically to what could make their life more fulfilling. Because you would look at the individual, the the disability that you're trying to assist with, right? It'd be different for each person. Correct. Yeah, it's very unique to the individual. Um, So we're working with the individual, um, and we we like to create a team um, from the individual. So if we can, if they're available, um, not just the individual who has a disability looking for a piece of adaptive equipment, but their family, uh, friends, physicians, therapists, anyone that um, might be wanting to become involved and has uh, a good understanding of that individual uh, that can help uh, us build the adaptive product and help drive what that product's going to look like, um, what that individual specifically needs. And and they know better uh, of the individual, um, who they are, uh, what they need, what they like versus us. So we like to bring in that team if possible. Um, So what, what sorts of things get built? So uh, quite a range, but um, a lot of adaptive products. Uh, So things we do a lot is uh, seating uh, for children that uh, have seating needs. Uh, We do um, early childhood mobility equipment. So uh, allowing them to be able to be moving around in space uh, if they, you know, maybe can't afford a wheelchair um, or just one doesn't fit them right. Uh, Standing frames. Um, a lot of splinting material. Um, yeah, it's it's quite a range of different items. It's so, really unique. Like I said, whatever that individual comes in with, with their need, we'll address that and try to solve it in whichever way we can. It sounds like it takes a lot of creativity to look at the problem and figure out, okay, what's how could we solve this? What materials could help us? Yep, and we, we try to stick to a specific set of materials. Um, one really unique one is cardboard actually which we use quite a bit um and like cardboard for a regular box yeah just mm-hmm. like you'd find in your amazon box that comes to your door um ours is a little different in that it's a lot thicker so your average box that you'd get a ship uh, shipment to your house in is about a single wall cardboard um ours is typically triple wall so it's a about half an inch thick and it adds a lot more strength and durability to it um, in that way. And we're fortunate to get that donated um, from 
a couple of companies in town and um, and we can really manipulate that material in a bunch of different ways uh, to address different needs. And it's strangely enough, very, very uh, structurally durable. Um, it does, uh, if positioned properly, um, it's able to hold quite a bit of weight, uh, more than an individual would think. Um, and then it can also be, uh, you know, if a mistake's made, it can be patched up, it can be added to, parts can be taken away. And it, it's very fluid um, in the building process, which is why it's such a great building uh, material. Well, interesting. Well, let's talk about this trip to Ecuador. Dr. Wentz, you you sort of organized this? I did. So when, when I came to Upstate, one of the things that I felt strongly about was to have a global service learning program. Um, and the purpose of that is to expose the students to different ways of life, um, to different healthcare systems, not just so that we can go there and help them, but also to help us with our clinical decision-making skills as upcoming physical therapists um, and seeing a problem from a unique perspective because it's obviously different um, in many ways in different countries and um, working together with the in-country families and therapists and coming up with, similar to adaptive design, unique um, solutions to their um, specific problems. So how did you choose Ecuador? So we, Upstate already had a existing program with Ecuador and they, so our global service learning department hooked us up with um, Sedei, which is the company that we work, it's a nonprofit in country in Ecuador. Um, and they had never done doctor of physical therapy students before, but they were willing to take us on. So um, the program is still um, fluid and evolving. Um, so we are working with different organizations and we make it a, like a little bit different each year to come up with the best itinerary for our students and for our community volunteers. So this trip in particular made sense to pair with people from Arise? Right, because we have, our Adaptive Design has a sister organization in Ibarra, Ecuador, Adaptive Design Ecuador, and... Um, I think Connor can tell you more, but they had a relationship um, that was technologically based before. So, yeah, if I jump in there. Um, so the summer before, uh, we collaborated with a program, uh, Protesis in Barbara, which is one of the sister adaptive design programs uh, developed from, just like ours was, uh, a program in New York City, which is the Adaptive Design Association. Um, and they initially, when we first got started, came up, trained us in the skills and how to build adaptive products. Uh, they did very similar uh, in Ecuador. Um, so under the guidance of uh, Bob and Kit Frank uh, at Protesis in Barbara, that program has been running for about, I believe, 12 years now. Um, so we wanted to see uh, specifically with uh, spina bifida what similarities and differences there were in each culture. Um, so we paired up and kind of did yeah, a technological um, collaboration project over this past summer um, with them and, and built a bunch of things here um, for individuals in our community as they did there. And then we kind of compared notes on uh, what was built, what the needs were. Um, 
any differences. And uh, it just made sense that when we, uh, and we collaborate with uh, some of the students uh, in Upstate's uh, physical therapy program. So when we heard that they were gonna be going to Ecuador, um, we had the chance to tag along. Um, it made a lot of sense for us to, to combine our efforts and um, join up and, and meet up with the uh, great people down at Pratisis and Barbara. You're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, talking with physical therapist Aaron Wentz from Upstate and Adaptive Design Program Coordinator Connor McGow from Arise. So what did you learn during your visit to Ecuador? Uh, I'll jump in first. Uh, the, the healthcare is very different there, um, and it's a public healthcare. Everyone has it. Um, some of the needs aren't met, though. Um, there isn't as much money in the healthcare system and some of the more advanced needs um, aren't able to be met. Uh, one thing for, uh, for instance, a lot of wheelchairs that an inv- individual might receive there is just your basic kind of hospital wheelchair. Um, and it's not really suited to fit everyone to their specific uh, size. So that was one thing uh, that we saw down there that we don't see as much here is a lot of um, seating adaptions to properly fit individuals in their wheelchairs. Um, especially children. So a lot of opportunity for ad- adaptive devices Absolutely. to make those. And that's what's great about this process is the materials and the technique we're using can be uh, implemented anywhere pretty much in the world. So they have all these same materials that we're using, just basic glue, um, like Elmer's glue that you would use, um, some wooden dowels, cardboard, and some cutting tools, whether it's a razor blade, a jigsaw, or just a general steak knife. And you can build this equipment. Um, again, it, it follows a certain technique, but all the all the uh, the process itself can be the same, and the materials can be the same wherever you go. Um, so it it worked out um, really well in that similarity that we we're able to translate what we're doing here down there, and vice versa. Um, so, Dr. Wentz, did you notice any similarities or differences in the cultures? So, in general, Ecuador is a developing country. And so, um, like Connor says, they have public health system, but they also have a private aspect of it, too. And less of the population um, is um, lucky enough to have access to that. So, especially in the more rural areas... Um, which Ibarra is more rural, and the clients that we were interchanging with at um, in Ibarra was were more rural, lower resource families, and so, like Connor said, they don't have access to a wide variety of medical equipment. Um, they the equipment that they do have access to may be ill fitting, like Connor mentioned. So we did have a really nice opportunity. Um, to work together with adaptive design professionals and our students in looking at kiddos that um, wouldn't have otherwise have access to the kind of equipment they needed and um, trying to prepare using these inexpensive materials equipment for them. Well, let's talk about the types of projects that you're doing here in Syracuse. Sure. Um, so like I mentioned before, uh, we have some really basic, uh, low cost, uh, equipment that we build. Um, so rockers, uh, which is a, a seated device for children that may not be uh, able to bear their own weight yet and start crawling or walking. 
but we want to get them used to exploring movement um, and somewhere where they can sit where they're comfortable and the parents don't you know have to worry what if they're uh, getting into something or uh, uncomfortable so these rockers uh, they're kind of shaped a bit like a jelly bean um, <laughs> they have a unique shape uh, but the child is able to sit there comfortably and we can adjust the seating however needed to to be specific to their um, their body and then they can you know start exploring cause and effect and pushing with their legs and moving um, with you know limited force needed um, and they can slowly build up the the muscle and and uh, and that can provide against tone building up so um, that's one another uh, we've done some standing frames uh, for individuals to start you know working on being upright, bearing their own weight, um, which is really helpful against osteoporosis, and just socially too, just to be upright, looking at their peers um, and playing as well. So, so how would someone who's interested in receiving an adaptive device request one? So they can get a hold of me um, at Arise. Uh, they can call Arise or um, myself specifically, uh, and my number there uh, is three one five six seven one. 5104. Um, they can also email at cmagow, that's C-M-C-G-O-U-G-H at ariseinc.org. And we'll also put a link to Arise on our website, healthlinkonair.org. And if I can jump in again, um, just some of the other items, because that's uh, more the, the low cost, but we are doing some more technically advanced items as well. Uh, and one would be uh, the early childhood mobility. So we're taking things like power wheels and we're adapting those for children that might not be ready for a power wheelchair yet, but we want to get them used to that, uh, the function uh, functionality of a power wheelchair and how to maneuver it. Um, so without having to spend thousands and thousands. And uh, a lot of people don't know this, but when you're receiving a chair through insurance, they'll only pay for one every five years. So children grow rapidly in that period of time when they're young. So doesn't make sense to have to buy one that's going to be so much bigger and um, and won't fit the child correctly uh, and just have them grow into it. Um, so what we can do is we can build one uh, pretty affordably and uh, and outfit it correctly with the light, right electronics uh, for them to use uh, in the meantime. And then we also have a 3D printing program where we actually design on computers and CAD um, splints and different adaptations that we can then 3D print out of different plastics and resins. Are you looking for volunteers or sponsors for this program? We're absolutely looking for sponsors. Um, we are a nonprofit, so uh, we're only able to do this if we have the funding. Uh, so corporate or private um, individual sponsors are very welcome. Um, again, uh, donations can be made at the Arise website uh, or just a call to Arise. Um, and volunteers, we are primarily volunteer-based. Uh, myself and one part-time fabricator are the only hired staff, actually. The rest is all volunteer-based. Um, so, again, feel free to reach out to me if you're interested in volunteering for something like this. Let me let listeners know, too, they may hear some snoring. And I'd like to introduce another guest, um, Topper, who's six. Connor, can you tell us about her? Yeah, Topper is my service dog who's joined me here today. Uh, we go everywhere together, all day together. Um, yeah, so Topper's, uh, I'm in a wheelchair. Uh, I have quadriplegia, so Topper's 
always by my side to help me pick up items that are dropped or open doors, hit buttons, carry things. So yeah, she's a great partner. She's enjoying a bit of a nap. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much to physical therapist Erin Wentz from Upstate and Adaptive Design Program Coordinator Connor McGow from Arise. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.